Welcome to another episode of Age of Geek Podcast. I am Colin. I'm Robert. And with us is James Estrada. Hello. James. What's up, how, James? Oh, not much. You know, just got a message wanting to talk about Star Wars, and I always want to talk about Star Wars, so uh, here I am. Star Wars is the best thing Wars? ever to talk about. Oh, so good. Especially when we've got that Ahsoka Live action series coming up that so uh, happens to be i i know it's my favorite cartoon i think it's yours too right james the uh for the rebel series oh yeah yeah i actually a couple weeks ago i started rewatching it again for like this is the 50th 60th time yeah something like that <laughs> you it's not a habit it's cool it's fine. yeah you know listen like they say like people like with depression rewatch the same shows to like feel comfort and stuff let's not forget i'm severely depressed so i watch it all the time <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> I, you know, but... i've literally probably watched it i think three or four times now twice by myself twice with my with my son we started doing um every night before bedtime yeah, we would we'd get in bed, get ready, and he's just like, "Can we watch Rebels?" I'm like, all right. So we'd watch a quick episode, which would turn into two or three episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then finally that's, go to bed. That's how my kid and I used to watch it when, like, the first season came out, and they had the Disney XD app. So this is pre predating Disney oh, Plus. Yeah. But yeah, we would watch it every night before bed, and then. Uh, I got all the Blu-rays, and then Disney Plus became a thing, and I was like, well, I don't have to take out discs anymore, so I can just have this on all the time. Wow. I do not have that experience with my girls yet. Maybe that'll be an inroad to a little more Star Wars, but I have watched some Rebels. I have not finished the series, but I did enjoy it, and uh, I am looking forward to the Ahsoka series as well. And did you end up watching um, uh, Clone Wars Season 7 when they released that, Robert? I did not. Clone Wars hit at a time for me. It was just Man. like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching anything. You haven't seen the final season yet. Oh, not. dude, you got to. That uh, at least the last three episodes. Spoilers. Some of the best, like, <laughs> right, is some of the best animated cinematics I've seen in my life. Yeah, the last episode is your okay. And all I have to say is if you haven't seen like anybody watching or listening like if you haven't seen the last season of clone wars the fact that there's an ahsoka live action series is pretty much a spoiler i mean even rebels technically is a spoiler so totally if if you don't if you don't watch clone wars totally fine totally cool watch watch the last or the last couple episodes to to really kind of get into the mind of ahsoka and where she was at when um, when she last departed, because at the you know at the end of seasons, well, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> um, so let's, I mean, let's let's just jump in. Let's let's talk. Let's start off with, with Clone Wars Ahsoka. Um, Robert, since since you've got some some good time there, do you want to you want to kick us off with just kind of a brief synopsis of Ahsoka? Wow. Uh, well, let's go with. Um... I wow! I just blanked what her what her race was. That's great. It's not. Yeah, Twilight. I'm not even gonna try and remember now. Twilight, thank you. Just like I'm looking at it, going, nope, nope, nope. It's just not. <laughs> um, but she was uh, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, and oh, uh, and uh, because of her 
feistiness in her attitude, Anakin even to calling her snips. Um, and uh, as you can see from the slide there, the Colin has so <laughs> lovely provided for us. I, I went a little, a little overboard. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's not going overboard. I, I going pulled overboard. a Robert. It's, wow. <laughs> There's a name for that now. Great. <laughs> when your first episode that you come on to our show with is uh, is talking about uh, black superheroes, and you literally have a full deck for presentation, like. You've now stared. Wow. I, and I had that deck already. I had most of that deck already. It doesn't matter. It existed. I just enhanced it a bit. Put time in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Great. I, that's, that's, I'm never going to live that down now. That's wonderful. Okay. Um, and we come to see, I mean, we follow Ahsoka and Anakin throughout their uh, adventures, Merry Misadventure um, in Clone Wars. And she appears again later kind of, in Rebels. And I'm sure we will get to that at some point as well. Yeah. And then she was seen most recently in... And, I'm, and I conflate the two because they went on concurrently. So it was either The Mandalorian or The Book of Boba Fett um, as an older, more more mature, less rash Jedi. Or Force user, I guess would probably be a better way to put it. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't really have a faction. Because um, after Season 6 and Clone Wars... Um, there she was accused basically of uh, bombing the temple, yeah, bombing the Jedi temple. Um, and I mean, she was she was basically completely chased out of Coruscant. Um, or or I think she didn't she escape to like the uh, what do they call it there? Uh, the under realms. Oh, shoot, what uh, is it? It's been so long since I've seen this, it's like under realms or something like that. Um, but basically, she's she's now in like the lower cities of Coruscant, hiding out, um, trying to figure out who she is. Ultimately, she's she's cleared, um, but she decides to leave the Jedi Order um, because no one believed and fought for. Her. Um, and the, they said it was a test. Yeah, the whole thing, like when they're like, "Oh, hey, we screwed up." But guess what? It's a test. You passed. <laughs> it's like you could be a nope, Jedi again. Not. A test I want. So she leaves, and I I assume at this point she's kind of considered like a gray Jedi. Although gray Jedi isn't really like a canon, a, a canon. Term. It's not Disney canon. Yeah, because because well, is Knights of the Old Republic considered canon? The video Legend. game is considered Legends. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because one of the Jedi in that is is a gray Jedi. Um, yeah, I th I think anything prior to Disney, video games, all that stuff is legend. Okay. Well, so yeah, she's more kind of that gray Jedi type of where she doesn't really have a faction, but she if she had to pick, I would assume she's more a part of like the Rebel Alliance right now. So she's neutral good. Yep. Neutral good. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Um, but I hate to be that nerd. Uh she's not Twilight. She's a Togruta. What? Oh, yeah. Her college no, leading me astray. You're right. Her. <laughs> oh, what did we call it? Leku. The... Yeah, her Leku Tendril. is different. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I That's didn't want right. to be that nerd. No, 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 no. It's okay. Thank you for it's thank okay. you for making sure that we have the accurate information. I appreciate Colin. that. Is my fault. <laughs> Let everyone astray. I'm sorry. I. It happens. I should have known. 
But honestly, though, Thanks I think for being here to save us, James. <laughs> I think when Ahsoka first came like into Clone Wars, though, a lot of people thought she was a Twilight. Um, oh, probably. And I think it's a big, uh, it's a big thing that people still kind of get wrong every now and then are talking about Ahsoka. Yeah. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, just point of fact. <laughs> nope. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for clearing it up. Yeah, I think you're right. The last time that we that we saw her. Robert was in Book of Boba um, which is weird that she's still just like sitting here hanging around Luke Skywalker, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not a Jedi, but you know, I'll, I'll sit here and she's hang Je- around with Luke. She's Jedi adjacent. <laughs> well, I think she kind of feels responsible for Luke um, because of the connection that she had with Anakin. Yeah. And, you know, she got to know him as Anakin where Luke had, what, five minutes with him as Anakin? <laughs> yeah. So she's kind of like his living history book. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. like, all of Anakin's stuff. And actually so he give him, like, some good memories to yeah. wash out all the the death that Darth Vader has plagued upon the, <laughs> yeah. the, the universe. Well, and it's kind of, it's kind of funny because... Uh, he has two, Luke has two people in his life that do that with Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. Like, now that we see Yeah. Because Obi-Wan watches over him because he feels responsible for Anakin becoming Vader, and Ahsoka feels responsible that she wasn't there to stop him from turning to And I think that through a lot of uh, Ahsoka's life, you, especially after she realizes who Vader is, uh, you get a sense that she feels like if she would have stayed in the Jedi Order he would have stayed good. He wouldn't have turned to the dark side. Yeah, which I don't know. Uh, I I think the one thing that could have could have maybe have helped is actually in a uh, Revenge of the Sith, um, which uh, has um, who was it? Um, Obi Wan and um, was it was he talking it? Oh no, it's been so long since I've seen it. Um, but basically, Obi Wan was like confessing that like. He's known all along that Anakin, um, you know, always had this with her, right? Yeah. But he was he was always putting it in the back of his head and, and thinking, well, if this is the one thing that makes Anakin happy, then I want him, right? Right. Um, but if he could have come out in some way and let him know, like, I'm here for you, like, I get this. Um, especially because uh, a lot of people reference, like, his... Obi-Wan's relationship with uh or quote unquote relationship. Uh what's what's her name? It was in Clone uh, Wars. Satine. Yeah, it was Satine. Um and thought that there was some kind of relationship there and that her son was actually like Ben. Also Obi-Wan's. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I, I if if there was something that could have saved, I think it was relating to that where he could have then just come out and said to you know Obi Wan, "Hey, I'm really struggling this, right? Like, what do I? That sounds what do so I much do? like the So much like yeah, acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the most anarchy thing I've heard tonight. So open, but no, no, so sad. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I mean, Ahsoka has easily become probably one of the more favored character in the Star Wars scene. for sure. She's she's had the most most growth, probably the most screen time it, it in the animated sense now of any other character, and then coming on to live action. Uh, she's shown so much growth coming from, from a Padawan to where her skills now are more 
towards a master, um, although una, unofficially. Um, <clears throat> and so Ahsoka's always been kind of this this beacon of light that just appears at the right time now, going Rebels and, and going through even the Mandalorian. <clears throat> she she appears precisely at the right time, as, as a wizard would, you know. but in in the book of boba fett when she appeared it also seemed to be a bit reluctantly because she was like so you've got this force sensitive kid and you want me to train him that's just not going to happen and i think that she's afraid of um leading someone down the wrong path yeah because of what happened with anakin without him without her being there yeah well, it's it's that uh, that clouded judgment, right? Of really just not knowing, like she's been um, detached from the Jedi Order for such a long time, and you know her thoughts are are not the ways. And if he's wanting to have it be that actual Jedi training, then yeah, she she's not the one to. Do. Um, and you know, in that scene in in Mandalorian, that's when I was thinking, oh, are they gonna? They're not going to bring in Luke Skywalker. Like they're going to bring in Ezra Bridger. Yeah, and so I think that was a nice, a nice fake out that they used for a lot of people. Hundred like, well, percent. Time if it's if, around this time in the timeline, we know that Luke's off somewhere for a while, um, and Ezra would have been a uh, the only known valid choice at that point. Yeah, um, and I mean even even him coming in on X wing, you know, I'm sitting there getting excited, and I'm like, wait, is it Luke? No, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. It's uh, you've you've seen Ezra be be around these kind of starships before. It's not going to be. It, it's not going to be. And then all of a sudden, glove, and you're like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. all right, here we go. <laughs> but I think like to go back to like the reluctant the reluctancy that like Ahsoka had in uh, Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian, like a lot of it can be tied to things that happened in Rebels. Um, when Ahsoka uh, went from being Fulcrum to a part of Phoenix Squadron. Um, like you have the whole thing with uh, her trying to help Kanan be a better teacher to Ezra. And then what does Kanan do? Kanan goes and sacrifices himself and dies. You have Ezra doing his whole thing with Thrawn. Um, and you kind of get a sense that if you've watched like if you're not if you haven't watched rebels before you're like oh why is she so like so close to last jedi luke like not wanting to do this or that and you have to think back well she went through some stuff in rebels and that stuff made her not want to do that just like luke went through the stuff with uh ben and not wanting to train anybody else after he turned into kylo ren not saying that those guys turned to the dark side but like she lost people because of her she and that that's goes the whole thing like it's just that guilt that compounds from like Anakin becoming Darth Vader to losing Kanan to losing Ezra and just feeling like she possibly felt like she could have done more. Um, she could have been that Jedi Master that they needed to help raise them to another level, uh, but instead she just pushed that to the side because she didn't want that responsibility. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, the sure. Jedi forms no attachments. She was like right in line with the Jedi. Yeah. Right. So I guess let's let's jump into to Rebels a bit here. So 
you know, when we when we first get into Rebels, um, starting off on episode one, you've got this smart aleck kid, Ezra, that's living on his own. His parents. Um, I'm just were... gonna say he's Star Wars Aladdin. Yep. 100%. And you know, I can't, I can't argue that point. <laughs> it's, it's a hard one to argue. Zeb even calls him a street rat. Yep. Oh wait, no. One uh, of the stormtroopers calls him a street rat. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, his parents are killed by the Empire. He's living on his own in, on on Lothal, stealing shipments, stealing food. You know, trying to trying to just make his keep his one way jump ahead galaxy, of it. Sorry, right? I'm saying <laughs> next time if you haven't watched Rebels, watch that first sequence with one jump ahead going in the background, and you'll be like, yeah, it's Aladdin. And then you'll get to the riff raff street rat. <laughs> If you time it just right, it's like Dark Side of the Moon and the Wizard yeah. of Oz. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so uh, all of a sudden, you know, he sees this other group stealing stealing some shipment, and he's just like, well, hey, I'm just going to jump in here and go ahead and steal this while they're they're distracted and fighting off these guys. And so he goes, takes, takes the cargo, and then he's soon being chased by... Uh, Sabine and uh, Zeb and uh, wow, name uh, Kanan, thank you. Jeez, uh, <laughs> and uh, and through the unlikeliness of things, you know, Kanan ends up sensing something in, in Ezra during the during this time. <gasps> he's a diamond in the rough, and he's like, Yeah, he's got to burn off a couple first, it's fine. <laughs> But no, it's just that sense of, you know, could this be someone that I'm supposed to be? Um, uh, and so they end up uh, going, uh, jumping onto the same ship to, to get out of uh, harm's way onto the onto the ship, the ghost, uh, which is known as the Spectre uh, ship. <clears throat> um, and, you know, he's arguing back and forth with them, doesn't really doesn't really want to to be here. Um, and they're like, well, you're stuck with us until we can drop off these, right? And so they end up going, doing their shipments, their delivery. He ends up getting <laughs> caught on a, <laughs> taken away on a, uh, Imperial ship that they accidentally found their way onto. Uh, and then they came back and saved him. Uh, and he's starting to realize that, like, that this, this crew is an actual, right? And he's missed that so much. And so Kanan kind of gives him the option of stay or go. Um, while he was on the ship, he found uh, found and opened a holocron, uh, proving that he was a Force-sensitive user. And so he runs off. Kanan kind of goes after him and says, look, I know you got questions. I want to train you. Ends up joining the crew. <clears throat> and so the, the early years, it's, you know... <clears throat> Kanan initially hiding his identity, right? Because this is this is all after the Clone Wars. Jedi are still hidden. He doesn't even like use his lightsaber. Well, let's it's... not forget that Bad Batch season one uh, shows Kanan and how Kanan survived Order sixty six. Yeah. Um. So there's a reason why he's hiding, uh, because he saw firsthand what happened to his master, um, and just doesn't want that smoke. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Kanan had it had it rougher than than most through that. I mean, 
having to literally watch his master gun down and still slip out and survive. Like, um, and so he's battling his own deeds, trying to be like, well, I, I don't want that life, but I do want that life. Like I'm still, they're still fighting for, right? The specters are, are basically fighting as part of the rebel Alliance, even though it's, it's not fully built up yet. They don't really know what they're, what they're fighting for. Even, even with, you know, uh, Mon Matha, she comes up in this in the series a couple times. You know, it's still very secretive that that she's on and, and helping them with those things, as we've uh, were able to see in um, uh, shoot Endor. Endor. Thank you. Um, and so it's 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 crazy seeing all these live actions and animated series like touch so close. Um, right. <clears throat> But yeah, so, you know, Ezra's growing throughout the season, you know, becomes his Padawan, eventually becomes a Jedi Knight. Uh, one of the, um, uh, as as the rest of the team goes uh, for uh, for Rebels. I, why is something playing on my team? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to ask you about that. What like... happened? <laughs> it's the ghost in the window. <laughs> Literally, we're gonna get sued. I gotta turn my screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, while I uh, fix this, do you want to walk through James on the characters? Well, so one thing I want to say before uh, we move on to the characters and on the slide, um, I think that Kanan Jedi reveal is probably my favorite reveal of a Jedi in all of Star Wars. Yes. Um, because they like have a little code word for it. And he's like, Ezra's just like, what does that mean? Or what's that? And he's like, uh, or what's that secret? And he's like, kid, I'm going to let everybody in on the secret. Is your TV possessed? I tell you, it's the ghost in the window. Yeah, that, um, but like, I think something to note too is like, Kanan always has his lightsaber on him. Like, Throughout everything, he never uses it. He always has it on him, just in two pieces on each side of him, so you take it apart, put it together. But he elects to use his blaster so he doesn't get found out as a Jedi. Um, blaster at your side is better than any hokey intrusion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for your characters, you got Kanan. Uh, we've talked about him a little bit. With uh, You see him at first in uh, Bad Batch. Well, not first, but his first youngest appearance is Bad Batch season one. Uh, you only see him for like two minutes. Um, and then there's a few comic books as well that go into Kanan's path, um, which I actually think that somebody said that things happen differently in the comic book than they happen in Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> so continuity is a little iffy if you do both mediums. Uh, but then you have Hera the Twi'lek, uh, who's also the pilot slash captain of the ghost um and den mother really she does act as dead space mother. mom all of and space she mom. is a twi'lek she is a twi'lek um <laughs> and she like has known war her whole life because of uh she was raised on rylos and there were a bunch of battles on rylos her mom was killed by a separatist army uh, and her dad, uh, Cham Sandula, is like the leader of the resistance on Rylos. Um, and what I love about her is uh, 
when you see her get into those episodes, if you go into Rebels and you watch the episodes where they go to Ryloth to help her dad and you see the struggle for her because her dad wants her to stay and fight the resistance there. But her whole thought is why, like I can help more than just one planet if we destroy the empire. And this is even, this is before like uh, Phoenix squadron and all that stuff. This is before the rebel alliance even started. And her whole thought is if we take down the empire, we can stop all of them. So it kind of shows where her head's at when it comes to why she's in command, why she, uh, became a leader in the rebellion why you hear them calling for uh why you hear them calling for her in rogue one on when they're on yavin four um but she's just such an amazing character i love i love her so much and uh then you got my boy chop who in my opinion has the highest kill count in star wars fact he is definitely an assassination droid if there ever was one there is no droid that I don't like. I think that uh, Chopper is just listening to death metal and just like <laughs> taking names because like you see him going across screen and like. I think my favorite thing about Chopper is just how emotive he is. <laughs> like I was watching one of the episodes today when uh, he gets captured by uh the imperials he gets captured by what's his mutton chops what's mutton chops name colin oh uh agent callus callus yes callus he gets captured by callus's team and uh they i don't know this is when uh sabine and one of her friends who was in the imperial academy with her they're trying to get an informant droid and her old friend captures chopper and they go to make a deal and Chopper, so the friend goes and, like, is trying to wrangle Chopper so she can make a trade. And Chopper has his arms going like crazy, like, come at me. And she, like, pulls out a sword and, like, puts it in his face. And he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, like, just those, just those little things, like, are just so amazing to me that they, like, make Chopper say actual words every now and then. Yeah. Well, and, like... Uh, Ezra and Zeb and Chopper, they, they're always, like, beating on each other. They're the three each stooges. other in trouble. Yep, 100%. Three stooges all the way. Um, and I think that goes into Zeb. You know, Zeb, um, I believe the reason why he looks like that, from my understanding, that's what uh, Wookiees were supposed to look like originally. I believe that's what the uh, story behind his look is. Um, how the story goes. I believe you're correct. Yeah, so he's essentially a hairless Wookiee. Um, but he is, what is it, a Lasat is his race. Lasat. Uh, his race was wiped, pretty much wiped out by the Empire. Uh, he was a Agent captain. Agent Callus specifically. Agent Callus specifically. He killed a lot of the people with a uh, Lasat bow rifle, um, which is what Zeb's holding right there. Um, but he was a captain for the royal family and when the empire struck he was knocked out by a bomb when he came to his pal- the palace was gone and everybody was he thought everybody was dead um and i think one of my favorite things with zeb when you go through rebels is you know we were talking about ahsoka's growth but just zeb's growth that you see from just this kind of out for myself but i'm okay with these four 
I don't want to bring Ezra in. Like, he didn't want to bring anybody else into his family besides Kane and Hera, um, Chopper and Sabine. Um, but seeing him, like, grow to become, like, brothers with Ezra, and then to see when they rescued some of his people from the Empire, and they found uh, Lyrasan, a new home for them. Um, just seeing his growth all the way up to the end, when... Uh, sorry, there's going to be spoilers, Robert. Uh, Bring it. So, you know, at the end, you find out that Callus becomes Fulcrum after Ahsoka. And it's all because uh, Zeb saved Callus on, I can't remember which planet it was, but it was a nice planet. Uh, and Zeb essentially took care of Callus until the ghost crew came and picked him up. And then the Empire was right behind to pick Callus up. And that's when Callus was like, hey. He didn't have to save me, but he did. Uh, and then Callus kind of flips the switch there and starts becoming Fulcrum for the Rebels. Um, and then you have, uh, at the end of the series, you have Zeb leading Callus to Lyrasan to show him that he didn't kill all of the Lasat uh, because that was weighing on Callus's mind the entire time. Like he, even though he was a bad guy, is kind of the Zangief thing from Wreck-It Ralph. He's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. Um, but he felt really bad about the idea that he had wiped out an entire race. And just to find out that, like, Zeb took Callus to Lyrison and Callus stays there and helps them grow the planet uh, is just really amazing to see that growth for Zeb. Uh, then finally you got Sabine, uh, the Mandalorian. Before before you go there, I just want to let you know the reason why you didn't know the name of the planet is because it wasn't a planet at all. Was it was a the Genosis Moon. Oh, that's right. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't say idiot. <laughs> I think you were on the right path because they didn't really give us a planet name. True, true. <laughs> you had to look deep for that. Um, actually, it's probably a quick Google search that I could have done. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you have Sabine Wren at the end there. Uh, and you couldn't find a picture of her without her helmet on. I wanted to show her, I wanted to show a picture of her with a dark saber. Fair enough, because she was one of the holders of the dark saber and eventually gave that over to um, Sabine. Helmet was Sabine, yeah. I only have artist renditions in this book. Oh, I guess I could have just done this and be like, oh, look, it's, oh, it's, it's her with that helmet. Which, she and actually, the most colorful person ever. Yeah, I will say this. If you think that watching all of this is too much, I would definitely get this book, uh, Women of the Galaxy by Amy Ratcliffe, because they have little biographies of each of these amazing characters Hera, Sabine, Ahsoka, uh, and then even all of the all women, the women of the, in the Star galaxy. Wars galaxy. Yeah. Any relation uh, to, to Daniel? No, she's not. But she's also she's a, she is a fantastic person. She I've is. chatted with her a few times before. Yeah. Uh, she's one of our favorites to run into at conventions, mostly because my kid always gives her shade. Like anytime she wants to get a picture with him, he's always like, "Nah, <laughs> I'm alright." But yeah, no, it's a great book, great read. Um, but with Sabine, so she was of course born, raised on Mandalore. Um, she. Uh, of course, this is all after the Mandalore War, so the Empire has control of Mandalore. They have an academy on Mandalore that uh, she attends, 
uh, and she builds, I forget what it's called, but it's a giant weapon that essentially uh, the Empire could fandangle to uh, kind of imprison Mandalorian. And you see it used in Rebels. So she destroys it once, uh, and that's when she leaves and kind of meets with Hera and Kanan. They take her on adventures with her. Um, and then later on in Rebels, uh, the Empire ends up building it again, and then they end up uh, imprisoning Sabine, making her work on it to enslave Mandalorians, uh, to keep them in line. And in that episode, she eventually reverses the polarity, essentially, and gets it to focus on Stormtrooper armor, uh, or the... Uh, material that Stormtrooper armor is built out of because it's not the same as Beskar or anything. And uh, she essentially tortures the crap out of everybody who was planning on imprisoning the Mandalorian uh, and blows up the machine again. Um, But something to note with Sabine, like you guys are saying, she's very colorful. She's the most colorful person in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, Her artwork is what becomes the Rebel Alliance logo, the uh, Phoenix Squadron, the little Phoenix and the Phoenix Squadron that becomes Rebel Alliance logo. Um, She uses her colorful paints as explosives. Uh, So she'll paint you a pretty picture, but it'll blow your face off if you get too close. Um, One of my favorite things that she did was Zeb and Ezra stole a TIE fighter. (laughs) And she painted it like... One of my cousins would paint a lowrider in East LA. Uh, oh, it's it's amazing. Uh, but Sabine and Ezra form a really close bond, and Ezra Ezra's sacrifice with Thrawn hits her really hard, and Ezra kind of leaves her a little message, like uh, uh, essentially in her mind, it's a "come find me" message, um, and. At the end, uh, and we actually see this in the live-action Ahsoka trailer when Ahsoka sees Sabine and Sabine standing in front of the mural. That's uh, toward the end of Rebels in the animated series. So if you want to see the animated version of that, just watch the last episode of Rebels. Um, and yeah, and that's where I assume Ahsoka will kick off. But I also don't know if it's going to be I, a back and forth. I just saw the TIE fighter. Yeah, see what I mean? It's a TIE fighter. That is the most Latino TIE fighter I've ever seen. I feel like I'd hear the Lowrider song coming out of there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the one thing that I'm interested in seeing with Ahsoka is are they going to are they going to go into flashbacks? Because you don't see that a lot in Star Wars media. You don't see like comic books, you see it, but you don't see a yeah. lot in uh the shows i mean the movies i guess you see it now in the shows uh because boba fett they did the flashback to him being the sarlacc yeah um but i think before I the think Disney... they had to establish a lot more i think they had to establish more with the with the tv shows to get them to stand on their own a little bit rather than flashing back to do you remember when this great hit happened in this episode or in this movie i mean with boba fett you can do it but with the other shows i think they're trying to to show or trying to get them a little more Stand alone in their own right, yeah. right, and just and keep their keep their um, 
internal continuity without having to refer back to you know it's in the universe but you don't necessarily need to see you don't need to see the old star wars gang to know that it's in the star wars universe right. so to speak. the one thing that i would love for them to explore though in the show with maybe a flashback or two is uh the soka book um I think most of the growth that you see for Ahsoka from Clone Wars season seven to Fulcrum and Rebels is uh, in the book. Like that's how she gets her white lightsaber. She forges them after healing uh, a kyber crystal that she took from a Inquisitor that she killed. Um, and I just think that there's so many things in that book where uh, it's kind of that... Uh, you see that she's still trying to help people, but not as a Jedi. So it's really, it'd be really interesting to see that portrayed in live have action. We get, have we gotten a, have we gotten a, a, anything telling us how many episodes we're getting out of this, out of, out of the first season yet? I haven't seen anything, but if it goes in line with pretty much everything else Disney Plus is doing, I would say eight episodes. Eight six, episodes. Six to eight. Eight? It is eight. Yep. It is, it's confirmed eight. With two episodes coming off right on day one. 23rd. Yep. I wish they all yep. would just release that day. Look, we can all find, we know, can all find right? Wikipedia. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I know about the character that caused some not really minor uproar was the fact that Disney cast someone else as Ahsoka against fan casting, let's call it. Yeah. Um, Ashley Eckstein had played Ahsoka throughout rebels and clone war but with the live action and we've already seen um in book of boba fett it's rosario rosario dawson who's working her way to becoming the next uh you know three pete in in disney star wars and marvel and i remember that that when it was first announced i remember there was a lot of fan complaints about well why would you do this why wouldn't you do this and i thought that it was very diplomatic of ashley Eckstein to be like i'm good with this I'm doing my own things over here, and Rosario will do a great job with. Um, but I know that, you know, for a lot of people, Ahsoka will always be um, Ashley Eckstein. Well, and yeah. they end up casting uh, some of voice actors um, from Rebels to play their characters? Or am I uh, Just Thrawn. Just Thrawn. I think it's just Thrawn. Um, because, funny enough, the guy who's playing Ezra is the guy who played Aladdin. In the live action Aladdin movie. <laughs> That's unfortunate. And all I don't a, even have to make the jokes now. This a, is great. Not a, all, not a great. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is I've been saying this like Ezra is Star Wars Aladdin since season one first came out. And just the fact that they cast the live action Aladdin as Ezra just I think proved my point. And I think like You're prescient. This is great. Yeah, like oops. <laughs> <laughs> but yes they have him as uh ezra and i think the problem is a lot of the voice actors like you have to look there's a lot of things you have to look at there's age uh there's physical stature like ashley Eckstein, she's tiny yeah, she's shorter she's, than she's, i am she's, she's... <laughs> so <laughs> uh she's a powerful presence though she is she is an amazing person i you know, uh, there's so when we went to Star Wars Celebration a few years ago, we got to meet her, hang out with her. My kid did like uh, she just taught like an exercise class for kids and they were just doing like all these 
moves that she came up with that were Star Wars related. And my kid almost took her out like three times because like she would do like this lunge thing like you do like in fencing. And he just throws his body weight everywhere he goes. <laughs> and she's standing right in front of him and he like jumps and almost takes her out. And I'm just like, this is this is just like the time you almost stabbed Jeremy Bullock with your lightsaber right in the face. <laughs> he just has a thing where he likes to take out celebrities. Sorry, celebrities Apparently. don't eat my kid. Um, but yeah, there's like, you know, there's physical limits that you had, like physical things you have to think about when it comes to the characters. You look at Ahsoka and Rebels, she's taller. She, um, she just has a different look than Ashley Eckstein would be able to do. Because Ashley Eckstein's done an Ahsoka cosplay before. And she did a really well teenage Ahsoka cosplay. Um, but I don't think that would translate to her being, you know, an adult middle-aged, middle-aged Ahsoka. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just remember I just remember that there was a lot of uproar about that from the fan base. Yeah. And I think it's something that, like, I think a lot of the voice actors are like, hey, we're, we did our part. Like, right. We would love to have a cameo or something. We don't want to, we don't want the main role. Uh, but it'd be like, you know, can you imagine Freddie Prince Jr. coming out and doing a live action Kanan? Like, I'd love to see it, but I don't think... You see, I'd just be like, it's Wing Commander all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like one of those things where it's like, I'd love to see it, but I think somebody else could bring something to the character. Um, and I think that's what Ashley Eckstein's thought was. Like, I want to see what she can do with it. And she's going to do amazing things, so... Well, and that me that reminds me of, of of one more thing to mention on on Kanan, which is um, Kanan and Hera actually had a son together, Jason. Yeah, and so there is a little Kanan running around somewhere, whether he's force sensitive or not. Who knows? I assume he's another Anakin. He's a force sensitive pilot. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Why are all force sensitive people pilots? What is this? <laughs> The only one who hates doing it is Obi Wan. Obi Wan, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the the other big thing about Kanan, he ended up losing his eyesight in a, in a duel with Darth Maul. Yep. Darth Maul did him dirty and completely blinded him using his blade. Darth right Maul in his did eyes. what Darth Maul does. Yep. I mean, come on. He He's, was... Let's face it. Maul is carrying around a little bit of anger. He got cut in half. First time we ever saw him. Yep. Then he became a spider. Then he became a spider. And he became then, a you know, weird so, walking machine. So he he had some he had some anger issues to work out. That's all. He finally had he regular legs. With a lightsaber. You know, he had to stretch <laughs> yep. those regular metal legs. And then Obi Wan killed him again. Great. In the most excellent way he could. <laughs> um, I think one of the things, though, going back to Kanan real quick with his eyesight, um, that scene when he's on top of the fuel pods. And he's holding back the flames. Um, You see Ezra, was it Ezra? No, Hera gets off the ship and tries to go get Kanan. And he like, you know, puts his hand back to stop her. He has one hand going toward the fire. And he throws Hera back into the the ship so they can get away. But the last thing she sees is his eyesight come back. And then he just... Sacrificed. I, I cry every so time hard. I watch it. Every freaking time. I am a grown man oh and I goodness. cry so much during that scene. I've my... seen it 50 times and I cry every single time. 
my son looked at me because like he doesn't understand that like Kanan died in that scene. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, he died. It's very emotional because that's the last time. And even now he's, he tells me, do you think we're going to see Kanan in? That's when I open the bottom, like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, Dull the pain. Dull the pain. <laughs> I do hope that we'll see like. I mean, you do get his voice in um, Rise of Skywalker. He's one of the yeah. voices that is talking to Rey. Yep. So you know he's around somewhere. Um, I hope that we do get to see Jason grown up because if you look at... It's such an interesting character design for when you think of a human and a Twilight. <laughs> like the only yeah. thing he has is like green hair and that's what he yeah. gets from Hera and it's like right but he looks pretty human besides the green hair but you know Dave Filoni's not just gonna toss something in there and then forget about it right like, yeah yeah for he's sure there he's gotta there it would be a waste if they didn't yeah at least make some kind of an um, for sure but, but the, I don't know if like I am so excited like just seeing the cast when they were going through the trailer Ahsoka looks like it's going to be amazing. Um, It's of of course it's going to get the haters who just want to hate on all things Star Wars after Disney. I'm just saying, give it a chance before saying anything new about it. Uh, The only thing before Disney, even I mean, I mean the only thing I three people still hate on. I think one, two, and three have actually aged well over time. Oh yeah, for sure. But the only thing I didn't like about the trailer was I don't think my boy Chopper got enough screen time. He should have had all the screen no, time. I'm just saying, you know, Empire's Most Wanted needs to be top <laughs> of the list. Like, I want somebody to come out with, like, an AI hip-hop album of Chopper called Empire's Most Wanted. <laughs> like, that's all I want. Straight out of Coruscant? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and of Ooh. course, we can't go Ooh. without talking about Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, Grand Admiral Thrawn is the big bad of Rebel. Um, yes, he comes in in the last two seasons. Yes, um, and uh, ends up kicking some serious butt. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is known as the military strategist, tactical genius. He's always serving underneath. Emperor Palpatine, he's basically the biggest, baddest Grand Admiral that you've ever seen in your life. Um, uh, he's so, of... question. Yeah. So, knowing the Thrawn trilogy, yep. and what he did in that, sorry, in, no, it was Heir to the Empire, sorry. Knowing what he did there, has that been completely moved to Legends now, or have they kind of integrated that to some degree? So it's integrated to some degree. I think that's what they're going with in this. And that's why they mentioned that air to the empire thing. Um, Because you look at, and I think they pulled a little bit from air to the empire into the trilogy. Um, I haven't read air to the empire in so long. Um, But if you look at the trilogy, like just to see how he came from uh, just this stranded chiz guy on his home planet to the number one strategist in the empire like that whole arc is just um and you do see that he has run-ins with anakin uh pre darth vader um in the trilogy uh Mm -hmm. because he 
there was a mission. I haven't read the first book, and so I think it's the first book. There's a mission where he's fighting alongside the Republic, and the person he's fighting with is Anakin. And so later on in the trilogy, I think it's the third book, he's working side by side with Vader, and he starts poking and prodding that he knows he's Anakin. And it becomes like a, a toxic work environment for Vader because Thrawn's always just like throwing little jabs at him. Like, oh yeah, I remember when we were on this planet and Vader's like, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Stop gaslighting me, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, Don't make me force <laughs> choke you. <laughs> but yeah, so you do have like this connection and you see that a little bit in Rebels because they have Thrawn trying to take out, you know, the Phoenix Squadron. Uh, I think there's I'm trying to think. Do they? Does he interact with Vader in this? I don't think he interacts with Vader at all. No, he doesn't. No, because Vader does his thing. Vader fails at killing Kanan and Ezra, so then Thrawn comes in to clean yeah. up Vader's mess. Oh, we didn't mention that about Ahsoka. Vader ends up killing Ahsoka. Oh. Well, or well, he didn't really kill well, her. The, there was like the she got better. What was it, bomb <laughs> or like she got smashed? So they were fighting on uh, what planet was it? They were fighting on this Sith planet, um, and they essentially were in a giant holocron that was a ship. Um, and uh, the... that's right. It was that. It was that weapon that Darth Maul wanted. Ezra to take him to because Ezra could open the Sith holocron. Yep. Um, so there, and that's when Kanan gets blinded uh, by Maul um, because Ezra and Ahsoka are at the top of this pyramid thing and they're trying to uh, stop it because Maul had started it and then they're trying to stop it and you just see Vader come on the scene and. Oh, this this always gets me because this came out. This episode came out like right before my birthday, and it was right before uh, we went to Disneyland this year. That year, and my kid dressed up as Ezra at Disneyland and got to fight Darth Vader uh, at the uh, Jedi training. So for me, like this whole sequence, like just uh, every time I see him, it reminds I'm me of that. Jealous Disneyland that trip. you got to do that with your son because they still haven't reopened that up. Really? Yeah. Oh, you have to go to Star Wars Celebration one of these days then, because they do it there too. Um, But so Ezra and Ahsoka end up trying to fight Vader. Uh, Ezra gets pushed off the building uh, and he's running back to save Ahsoka. And she does the Kanan thing where she like stops him and pushes him out of the way. And the last thing you see is uh vader and ahsoka fighting and the thing collapses on them uh but before that collapses on him ahsoka does get in a shot and it cuts off half of his mask and she sees the anakin and vader thing uh very similar to what you see in obi-wan uh when he says the uh uh you didn't kill anakin i did uh he has a very similar conversation with ahsoka there uh, but I think it's more of a uh, uh, you couldn't save him kind of thing. Uh, and now you will die kind of thing, something like that. Um, so the last thing you see, my dog's about to move my camera. Um, the last thing you see is that building falling on Ahsoka. But as the episode ends, you see her walking down the staircase. And that's when everybody was like, Ahsoka's dead. 
like she's walking down into like this is supposed to represent her walking to her downfall or her death and it's like no she's just walking down the stairs sometimes the elevator's out you know i have to take the stairs um but what is it two like a season and a half later they do the world between worlds episode uh where essentially they go into time travel for, in the Star Wars universe. Uh, there is a certain Jedi temple where you could enter the Force, and it's essentially entering the time stream. So my, it'd be like entering uh, the Speed Force. Um, and <laughs> Robert. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, no. It wasn't that. It, it really wasn't that. You said that they introduced time travel into Star Wars. They go to this... They go to this... Jedi Temple, and there's a portal. The first thing in my head was actually the Guardian uh, of Forever in Star Trek. And that's sort of just like, no, so <laughs> that wasn't. It wasn't the Speed Force reference. It was just where my head went with that. Um, but so being in that temple, um, you get your first glimpse of the uh, live action movies into the animated series because you have lines from. Um, I believe all three prequels, the original trilogy, and then you have lines from, uh, I think it's just Force Awakens. Um, So you have all those coming in, you hear different lines coming in, uh, and Ezra is able to see Vader and Ahsoka fighting, and before the building collapses, Ezra pulls her into the Force and essentially saves her life. Um, And his whole idea is, hey, I just saved you. We could save Kanan. And then she kind of tells him, if we save Kanan, everybody else dies. Kanan sacrificed himself so you could live. Because if there's no Kanan in that point, the whole fuel pod blows up, ship blows up, Hera, Sabine, Zeb, everyone's gone. So she kind of had to help Ezra deal with that fact that you can't save everybody. So it was a flash fact. Yeah. So I think the line that she tells him is... I couldn't save my master and you can't save yours. It's a canon event. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loses their master. Um, But the interesting thing is I thought that this point was going to lead into Rise of Skywalker because in that episode, Palpatine is waiting for them to be in that area because that's the only way Palpatine can enter. And he's using some Dathomirian like magic to see them inside the force and so when i went into rise of skywalker thinking that palpatine's behind everything i was like oh my god they're gonna say that it's the world between worlds he got access to it he time traveled and all this and it's like it's clones and it's like ugh. Well, i still liked it but ugh, the world between the worlds thing would have, all right yeah the time <laughs> travel thing would have been so much better but then they would have been like there would have been people who don't watch the cartoons who've been like Hey, how did they do this? And then you'd have nerds like me be like, "Well, actually, there was this episode of Rebels <laughs> where." <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So stuff. so throughout Rebels, you know, they've uh, they've gone through, they've overcome a lot. Grand Admiral Thrawn comes into play. Uh, they're they're basically trying to save the planet Lothal um, in this last ditch effort. They. They don't have any support from the Rebel Alliance. They've tried and tried, but the Rebel Alliance just said, sorry. We have bigger it's, fish to it's fry. It's too big of a risk for us. We, we've got all these other things that we're trying to do. We can't help you. And so Ezra um, you know, comes up with this other, other plan, ends up 
taking out one of the main huge factories basically makes it into a bomb with the the help of Sabine. Um, and eventually he's, um, he gets squared onto a one-on-one with Grand Admiral Thrawn to where he has to leave and get off the planet to go to his ship in order to save everyone. He has to surrender himself to Thrawn. Yeah. And so he surrenders himself with everyone else thinking, oh, he's not going to do it, uh, or or tried to figure out other ways around it. Um, and he kind of he kind of does some toxic things where he's like, I won't surrender myself, but how about you guys go with this, uh, go create this plan, and I'll just like wait yeah. over here until you guys tell me what the plan is. Yeah. And then sneaks out through the vents like a street rat. <laughs> As he does. Uh and then gets onto the ship, you know, he's having this last minute, you know, trying to figure things out. Uh, he calls through the force to what we see in the Ahsoka series. Or was it, was it in Ahsoka? No. No. Uh, was it was Ahsoka, it was in Mandalorian. You saw him in Mandalorian, um, was it Man- Yeah, saw him in Mandalorian. Yep, it was Mandalorian, you see, you see Purgle. those um, whales. Purgle. Space whales, the Purgle, that are just flying as uh, as you're going through hyperspace, right? Um, he met those on a gas planet uh, and ends up calling them, and they come in and start attacking these ships, and uh, ends up taking them to the to uh, ends up attaching onto the ships, and then all of a sudden things are ripping apart, and the space. The space whales, the purgles, go into uh, hyperdrive and uh, take them to the unknown region. Um, and so that is the last that we've seen of Thrawn and Ezra. Is the purgles taking them? Who knows where the heck they the are? The unknown. Now. It's the unknown. Unknown so, space. Yep. And so the final scenes that we see are of Ahsoka and Sabine getting together and saying, "All right." Let's go find it. And so that's where we kind of leave off at the end of Rebels of, all right, well, now it's this journey to find Ezra. Give us that in Rebels anymore. <clears throat> but it's okay. Not that you're bitter. You know, not bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I want to know, though, is how did Thrawn and Ezra survive? Because the Purgle broke all the windows yeah. in the shuttle, and they're going through hyperspace with no windows. Well, like, can the Chiss breathe in outer space? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think there's anything written that they can. Ezra for sure could only do it for a couple seconds. I don't know about that. Princess Leia and her or General Leia, <laughs> sorry, and her little Mary Poppins Let me fly <laughs> in the last Jedi. Point. How did that go again? Sorry. Oh, but but to be fair though, Jake was Rebels here. so mad at me right now. <laughs> I think Rebels actually introduced Jedi being able to breathe in space uh, before Last Jedi uh, because Kanan does it first. Okay, but if they if oh. the Purgle surrounded the shuttle, you said yeah. it took it into hyperspace. I think their tendrils they, could have they, covered the windows. Well, I'm gonna say they could have just you know. Uh, for lack of a better way to put it, a subspace bubble around the ship. Hmm. I mean, they they are able to. Uh, I mean, they thrive in gas environments. What if they were able to take oxygen and fill up 
I don't know. Look at you beat off science. Who knows? Okay, but the only <laughs> the only thing is, and this is gonna sound really weird. If you watch the episode, they're their tendrils all open up and they like light up and shoot the hypers. So let's say they're shooting gas, mm-hmm. like oxygen in. That means they're farting oxygen into the Fact. ship. Yes. Like I had to go there. Hey, it's gonna There's... be stinky for a little bit, but I mean they're it's alive. breathable. It's breathable air. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices to live in the Star Wars universe. Is that what that was? The the gas on that planet? Was it actually just these guys farts? Probably. And it's probably oxygen rich, too oxygen okay. rich. And it takes the coldness of space to kind of dilute it enough for people <laughs> to breathe it. Listen, I'm no Bill Nye, only, but I will science yeah, guy. Shovel only goes down. <laughs> shovel only goes down. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, this has been educational on so many fronts. Anytime you so, see the purple, so you're going to be like oxygen farters. <laughs> Oxygen fart in space whales. That's <laughs> little go through my head now. Thank you so much. I was trying to find a way to relate it to the Akanti from from the X Men, but no, just oxygen oxygen farting space whales. Now. <laughs> oh goodness! It's all because of James. Thanks, James. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I do well, what I can. I have no clue where they're going to go with the series, other than Thrawn's there, Ezra's coming back, lightsaber uh, fights, lightsaber fights. There's a whole bunch of uh, are are these inquisitors? I'm assuming. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So they. So the problem with there can only be two, and there's o- already two, so they've got to be inquisitors. No, because they have. Yeah, they'd be inquisitors. They wouldn't be Sith. Because uh, the inquisitors, they had nine, I think, total throughout. At least five. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like if you look through like uh, Jedi Fallen Order up through Rebels, I think there's a total of nine. It might yeah. just be, yeah. There's a lot. Um, Which a couple have supposedly already died, but cloning. Or they didn't die like Darth Maul, and now they have robot legs. Freaking robot legs. That's all I want, because then I can I'm, be taller. I just really want them to come back as like as a spider form. Well, you know, burn the legs. You know, it was just a uh, failed experiment. The spider was... spider mall. <laughs> He was so pitiful. I mean, <laughs> and not only that, I think they extended his torso in that. <laughs> like, I think his torso is as tall as he would be as a person with legs. Uh-huh. And it's like, wait, but he had half of that cut off. So when they put the legs on... Well, they rebuilt it for Finnick Shand. They rebuilt Finnick Shand's torso. <laughs> yeah, but like, they're adding like a foot or two onto his torso. When you go in for plastic surgery, like, are you sure this is what you want? Yeah, reconstru- I'm sorry, reconstructive surgery. Just saying. Is this what you want? Are you sure this is what you want? So you're saying I should go in and be like, I want to be like six foot tall, but like mostly torso and spider legs. Yep. I'm not saying that, that you should. I'm also not saying that you should. I'm, you know? <laughs> All right. Next time you guys see me in person, I have spider legs and a six foot tall torso. Perfect. Just just be prepared when I scream, you know, like like bloody murder the first time I see you. It'll, it's, it'll be more just a visceral reaction yeah. that I can get used to. I mean, I'll probably end up like balding on the back of my head because, like, if I run, my whole body will go backwards and like drag on the pavement. I usually scream like that when I first see him, person, all the time. So. <laughs> Everybody, I'm knows. just gonna eat your like Colin. That's the song. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, no, but the show's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. You've got an okay cast. We'll see about Mr. Aladdin, but uh, I'm excited for the others. 
so but before we wrap that um given your history with it what one thing would either of you want to see out of this specifically one and just one oh, I... what what gap would you like to see them fill in or what direction would you like to see them go i, I mean because that there's I feel like we get a lot of gaps filled in when it comes to Ahsoka and Sabine and Hera just from, like, context clues and comic books when it comes in between, like, from Rebels through uh, even, like, uh, what is it? Is it at least in the Battle of Endor? Because you know that the ghost is in the Battle of Endor because Hera's piloting the ghost in the Battle of Endor. Um, mm-hmm. So my whole thing is I just want to know more about what's happened with Ezra and Thrawn. Like, if they survived, they obviously had to survive together. Um, And if they survived together, why aren't they together at this? Like, why are... Because they had an emotional fallout. Listen, I've been there too. They just need (laughs) some good counseling, uh, and they can get back on the right track. Because, I mean, the question is, like, did they... Did he try to imprison Thrawn at that point? Yeah. Because when they... um, At the end, I mean... Thrawn's basically held back by all these tentacles. The space whales, the purgles, the oxygen uh, farting space whales. So did did they keep hold and like found a place to like put them, or or did he escape in that moment? Yeah. Like what what happened to to get to this point? Are are these Sith Inquisitors just gonna find him on a rebel ship? And that's well, and they were. We have that scene in the trailer where the guys killing them off like like Darth Vader does. Well, and I think that they were on so maybe it's the maybe the Rebel Alliance finds them and that's how they get separated is the inquisitors set Thrawn free and then do, do something with Ezra cuz he's on the ship, maybe he's healing somewhere cuz if you remember uh Thrawn shoots Ezra. Yeah. He is and that's hurt. why he has to have the purple hold on to him because he can't hold them with the force anymore. Yep. Um so maybe Ezra is still healing from that somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, that's the one thing that I'd really love to see. And of course, you know, I love Sabine. So I want to see, I know you said one thing, but I want to see more of Sabine's story. Yeah. No, I'm with, I'm with you on both counts there. Um, I am excited to see more of Ahsoka. And I, I don't think she'd ever head back to the Jedi ways, but I just want to see her fulfill her her last mission of finding Ezra and yeah whatever that ends up to I don't know I, I I don't feel like there's a lot of missing gaps general story of rebels right outside of where they are. well I was and I wasn't speaking so much about rebels the gaps there it's with Ahsoka's story yeah um well if you go Ahsoka's story like I said earlier with the books like I'd want to I'd want because not a lot of people read the book. Um, and I think it's important for her character arc for people to see what she went through um, after she left the Jedi Order up until she became Fulcrum. Um, even not even the whole book, just like you know, there's uh, the scene. There's a scene in the book when the Inquisitors realize that she's on this planet and they kill all the farmers on the planet, and that leads Ahsoka to being like, I can't hide. I just have to go at this and beat these guys and then she kills them takes their crystals makes her white lightsaber um i think that that's something for that a lot of people should see if they haven't read the book Uh, because i think that's a big part of her realizing that she just can't hide and she has to do something even if it's just you know being uh 
being fulcrum for the rebel alliance for a little bit before joining um but that's the one thing from ahsoka that i want anything else i just want to see chopper with some spinner rims and you know maybe get a bandana on him uh maybe carry a glock uh make it a little bit easier for him to take down some stormtroopers and stuff yeah i think he needs his own built-in kyber crystal Oh no, that's too much. <laughs> that's where you draw There is a line. There, there is a line. Good to know. Listen. Good to know. There is so a line there. He does have that little satellite dish on the top. If you give him a kyber crystal, he's just going to be a mini Death Star walking around. Just being like, <laughs> be like, hey, I don't like that paint color. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's too dangerous. Chopper with a gun, okay. Chopper with the kyber crystal. I have nothing to follow this up with <laughs> at all. Oh, well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to share this one one image real quick? Uh, someone released on Reddit um, a what to watch list, which I think was actually uh, perfect. Uh, and so, kind of the first things to watch: Tales of uh, of the Jedi, which is basically uh, an animated uh, series on um, uh, two episodes, episode one and episode five, that kind of take you through her life as a younger child, even as uh, as a baby in the first one. Um, and then the Clone Wars, uh, season one, episode 19, two, episode six, season three, 21, 32, season five, 17 to 20, uh, and then uh, season seven, nine through twelve, uh, and picking up tales of the Jedi again on episode six, um, and then Rebels. Uh, and I'll just post the show to show them off. But um, there's several key episodes within within Rebels to watch as well. Um, the Thrawn uh, book trilogy by uh, Zon, uh, which uh, Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, the last. Which were an amazing trip if you're a Thrawn fan. And, well, and I would also throw in there the newest trilogy. Um, the new Thrawn trilogy? Because yeah. that's where you get the him with Anakin stuff. Um, mm. But I do think, but, and I think Timothy Zahn wrote those ones too. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think that's why they're like, people aren't so like, oh, well, he didn't, like, I think he wrote those. I think I had, oh, no, I don't have those ones. I think I had the audible version of them. Because I was working at Target. You get your local library, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Throwing new books. And I could swear I had one of them. Series. Uh, Thrawn Ascendance book series, which is all by Timothy. Yep. Um, Chaos Rising, Greater Good, and Books. And these were as of last. So check them out. Let us know what you guys think, what you guys are expecting to see from the series. Uh, join us in all of our fun discussions uh, live in our Discord by going to discord.eek.com. Uh, you can find us anywhere and everywhere. Oh, thank you, Mr. Robert, for the link. Wait, where is it? There. Happy to help. Right down there. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's know what you think. Uh, James. Tell the people where they can find you. Uh, I, I don't know. It's weird because, like, I was telling Colin earlier that my podcast disbanded. So uh, 
I won't be on there. You should do version 2.0. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name backwards, Samaj underscore Adartse. Uh, Twitter, Nerdy at Home Dad. Uh, Threads is a thing now. I'm on there. I don't know. I think my name is. Good old Thread. Uh, my name backwards. Yeah. You were uh, the only one who commented on my thread. I did. Which thread? Yeah, uh, on on my Age of Geek thread about uh, if you could be any. Oh yeah. Uh, any like science, sci, sci-fi like fantasy character, uh, or no, who would you want to be like your sidekick or something? I can't remember. Yeah, it was which two uh, sci-fi characters would you have? Uh, pretty much as your sidekicks, and I said Cassian and I forget who else. The Latinos mm. of Star Wars. So I'd do Poe <laughs> and Cassian. That way we could be like, get Chopper with us. We'll call him Trello <laughs> Chopper. <laughs> be great. <laughs> wow. Uh, All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to get canceled. Until next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see ya. This has been an Age of Geek media production.